We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Who says nothing ever happens in January? Huh? <laughs> Who's got it better than us, Vince? No one. No one right. is the answer. And I tell you, I one of the people that works in my office is one of the biggest Michigan fans I think I've ever met. Yeah. But he is not like that overbearing, like in your face. Like okay. All that's the negative different. Michigan fans that I am aware of. I was going to say, that's very different. Yeah. He's just quietly wearing his Michigan pullover every day. And I said, Hey, you know, and we talked about the game, like had a football conversation and like, I go, so how many uh, days you're going to be, uh, you know, wearing Michigan stuff. He's like, at least all of January, every day, <laughs> at least. And it was, it was actually pretty funny. I wa- I was like, Hey, congratulations. He's like, that took a lot for you. Didn't it? And I said, yes, it did. <laughs> I said, it hurt on the inside, but I like you. So, you know, but right. uh, yeah, it's, it's like the day after. It's like, how do you feel, man? Like, I, I didn't know. have a chance to talk to you about it. Like, oh, it's just worst case scenario, man. Well, we broke down the championship game yesterday, and okay. we had a, uh, a photo, you know, of a Michigan guy making a tackle in the game, and it ticked off, you know, yesterday's listeners for even using that wow. as the photo in our title card. So if wow. that tells you how everybody else is feeling. Well, I mean <clears> – <throat> Turn the page quickly because all kinds of news happening today. Yeah. It's, you know, it started with the Pete Carroll news out in the NFL in Seattle. And Jesse and I will touch on that in rapid. Jesse's going to be in for rapid fire. Vince is doing the first half of the show. Yep. And he's got to go to uh, one of his daughter's concerts. Yeah. Tonight. The twins, double duty. Twin concert. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, they're splitting the show up tonight. Vince is doing mailbag. Jesse's in for rapid fire. We got the Rod Rod Hurd news transferring to Notre Dame, but of course, trumping everything today is yeah. Nick Saban. The King is apparently retired. Can we just call him the King? I mean, he's the. I don't think. Yes. I know. I know. Bear Bryant won six national championships as well. I mean, Saban obviously has seven, and to do it in this era, yep. When you have almost no other repeat champions in the same time, and just. What he's done at Alabama, obviously, is amazing. What did you? I mean, I thought it was actually a hoax when I, right. you know, when this started coming out. Basically, I was okay. So, 
you sent i found out because you sent me the tweet like i had no idea i've been off social media all day just because i've been busy and doing other stuff and it's like all of a sudden you send me this tweet and i was like that was completely <laughs> off my radar like i yeah. would not have anticipated that being the case because i feel like <clears throat> or i guess i thought i felt like if saban was going to retire it was going to be kind of an announcement made even maybe at the beginning of the season, like this is going to be the last year and do like the farewell tour and like the whole thing. Right. And, right. I thought there well, might be, he didn't, he never gave any hints, you right. know, at all that like this could be it, but apparently right. he is done. Well, you know, it just, especially just coming off another playoff appearance, like you would have thought that maybe, it, I don't go know. Go out maybe, on top. Go, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe he's looking at his roster and looking at the state yeah. of NIL and just yeah. everything else that's going on. And he's like, I'm done Look, with this. You know, I get it. I, you know, from his standpoint, you know, all the success that he's had, you know, and now you're really entering the black hole of NIL, like really now getting into it with the transfer portal and everything else. Does he have anything left to prove? No, I mean the to me the answer is no. I think he probably hasn't well. had anything left to prove for like at least five years, right. if not even ten. Get out, <laughs> get man! Out. Like yeah. get out while you can, because it is a terrible situation in college football. And yeah. since he doesn't have anything to prove at this point, get out. I, I I was surprised, I was shocked, but then when you take a step back and you think about the landscape of college football, what he's accomplished, all of that, and you you top that off with the roster he currently has and kind of the situation he currently has with his actual team. It's like, you know what? Deuces. I'm out. Like I, I have no problem with that. I really don't. No, I agree. I agree. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens down there at Alabama. I mean, because Nick Saban had, he won seven games his first season. Then he proceeded to win at least 10 games Amazing. over the next 16 seasons you have to go back to 1972, prior to Nick Saban showing up, from 1972 to 2005, they had a total of 16 10-win seasons. He did it in 16 consecutive <laughs> seasons. And I just thought, you know, like 44, there's going to be all these different numbers coming out. 44 first-round picks, 29 losses for Saban in his time. Unbelievable. I mean, every stat you're going to throw out is yeah. going to be unbelievable because he's absolutely dominated – the landscape of college football since he came back to Alabama. And and I think people forget that he won a national championship before he was at Alabama. I, I think, I do think people forget that uh, to a degree, right? Yeah. LSU. And yep. super successful at Michigan state. Uh, I shared it with you, Pete Carroll as fate would have it as they both are leaving on the same day. This is true. I look, I I'll tell you this. My, my father-in-law, is still pissed off at Nick Saban for leaving Michigan State because he's a Michigan State grad. Yeah. He felt like they were deserted, goes to LSU, wins the national title. Of course, the debacle in Miami, but then comes back to Alabama and just absolutely takes off. I mean, just yeah. absolute. They were friggin' buzzsaw in recruiting. And of course, back then, transfer portal wasn't what it was. And so when you're a buzzsaw in recruiting like that, you just reload year well, after year after year. And again, to me, Nick Saban, though, proves like what I was saying with those, like the, the 16 consecutive 10 win seasons. Like this isn't a job where you just plug somebody in and, and assume that he's going to continue it. You very well might still have some success, but might I remind you of the DuBose, Shula, Francione years you know, the three head coaches prior to Nick Saban showing up. Those were some lean years. 
for Alabama after Gene Stallings won his championship in the early 90s. Like there, you still have to have the right person in place sure. and, and get things, you know, like it's 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 not just, uh, oh, we just plug anybody in kind of thing. You, just like here at Notre Dame, you still have to have the yeah. right people in charge, yeah. you know. Let's, uh, let's swing this as we get to some of these mailbag questions that are lined up and in the queue because there is a report if that's what you want to call it, from Pete Thamel of ESPN. <laughs> he Here's what he tweeted within the last hour. With no likely internal replacements at Alabama, here's a quick projected target list. Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mike Norvell, and Marcus Freeman. He says, all come with complications and big buyouts as it's difficult to move entrenched coaches. Yes. No kidding. So, I mean, he basically took every successful, you know, like upper echelon head coach. Yeah, that's uh, not and, reporting. Sorry. And threw him, yes, <laughs> and, and threw him onto that list. But Brian, Brian writes, says, I have no idea how reliable Instagram sources are, but I've seen the Marcus Freeman is a top candidate for the job. Is that realistic? My question to what I'm seeing is why would he leave? I mean, if it ends up being more money, that would be a why would he leave? But, you know, sure. you can talk about it. where is it easier to recruit to in those, you know, like the, you know, the, the why, like to me, it would be about, uh, you know, like if, if, if someone's going to double his paycheck, you could see that, you know, money sure. does speak in a lot of ways. I personally think he's pretty happy. He seems pretty happy yeah. here at Notre Dame. What do you think? Do you think that there's anything I don't personally, I don't think there's really anything to this Pete Thamel thing. It's to me, it's just the same as, you know, when when any coach gets gets fired, you know, regardless if it's a head coach, coordinator, whatever it happens to be, and within you know five minutes, you know, you see the list of here here are the top targets kind right. of thing. People, you know, immediately start throwing the darts at the board. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Never going to say never. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's highly unlikely. Well, we all know what happened the last time I was definitive in my yes. opinion about well, I'm coach never going to say never <laughs> coming or going. And uh, Quincy Williams in the chat says, "Don't say it, Vince." And <laughs> I get it, man. I get where you guys are coming from. I will just echo what Sean is saying, based on the coaching staff that Marcus Freeman has put together, based on the recruiting classes that he has put together based on the trajectory of where Notre Dame is, okay, and and where they're going to be moving forward, I just don't see it. Now, you're talking about a paycheck, you know, you know, doubling your pay. Okay, I mean, that's obviously a reason to take a different job. I get that. Right. I personally don't see Marcus Freeman as an Alabama guy in the first place. Like I it, it, he just doesn't strike me as that. He strike me he strikes me as a Midwestern guy, right? Now you could have said that about Brian Kelly before he went to LSU yeah, because I mean, that's where all of his coaching has been. But played at Ohio State has you, you know Midwest yes, roots exactly. obviously. And played yeah. for the Bears. Like he he's just he's always been in the Midwest. I just don't see him leaving and I also just don't see him making the kind of splashes in the portal and in the coaching hires and all of these different things just to pick up and leave. Now, he could take people with him and he could do all of that. I get it. I just don't see it. I do think Marcus Freeman genuinely likes being at Notre Dame. And I think that's part of it. I really do. And I think his family is is happy here. I think that's the case as well. And so I don't see it. I'm never going to say never again because I don't want to be a, a YouTube meme, but I just, I just don't see that being the case. I just don't, don't meme him. Don't meme yeah, him. I don't want to be, I don't want to be memed people. Yeah. I just don't. Bill Walsh says Freeman's already an elite recruiter, which would be, which would be a big part of why he would be attractive sure. to any big program because of his, re- like people, <clears throat> people have taken notice of the way he's recruited here at Notre Dame because it is, at a different level and just the way he's gone about sure. recruiting here at Notre Dame. People have taken notice that that is much, you know, between that and what they know of Marcus Freeman, the person, the communicator, you know, the guy, you know, who talks to, you know, just the whole thing. That's a big part of why he would be attractive, but you know, there's pressure at Notre Dame, obviously, but if you think there's pressure at Notre Dame, do you think there's pressure at the school following? Like, I would not want to be the coach no. following in Nick Saban's footsteps with the six national championships. Mm-hmm. You're going to be expected to come in, and if you're not in the playoff next year, you might lose your job in year one. That's <laughs> you don't want to. You know, it's that whole thing. Do you want to follow a great like follow greatness? Yeah, it's good. It takes a special person to follow greatness. The and, first couple jobs that yeah. I had, like I was fortunate that. You know, there were like some really good people who were in my position at, you know, these different radio stations, but I was fortunate not to follow them immediately. I got to follow the guy who followed them so that it made me 
sort of, you know, it's like, oh, this guy, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. You know, right. it's like they're, right. it's, it's on the upswing again, basically, at least in my mind anyway. But I, hey, I hear you. Long run. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny. Somebody said Dabo is too old to be taking the Alabama job. Uh, I mean, Nick so I, Saban was. Well, he was 55 ish. Ish. Because yeah. I don't, you know, when birthdays are. I was are, just getting whatever. ready to do the math. Yeah. He was 55. He was about my age, basically. Yeah. He, he was 55. Guess how old Dabo is? 55 54 54 there you go so that that's not going to stop them from hiring Dabo Sweeney I'm just if if that's the route that they want to go age is not going to stop them they they hired Nick Saban away from Miami at 55 so now Mike brings up a good point and I've seen some other people bring this up as well Keon Keeley Mike says more talk should be about going after Keon Keeley who of course was the big fish that got off the hook last year what do you think about that Vince I think everybody's up for grabs from Alabama I think when there's a coaching change poaching I feel season. like yeah absolutely <laughs> poach away and the the noticeable recruit that's at Alabama that had Notre Dame interest obviously Keon Keeley you reach out to his people man like my people will call your people you know I, and I guarantee other people's people are calling his people I guarantee you that as along with everybody else on that roster and seeing if they're willing to flip over to somebody else. Because the transfer portal that's coming up here in the spring, that's legit. Now, they can't jump in now, but they can jump in in April. But the other thing with Dabo, because Dabo has always kind of been like, oh, when Nick Saban goes, it's a natural step, Dabo going back to Alabama. But let's say he becomes a candidate. I think he's got to answer questions to Alabama about how he's going to embrace what he's not embraced so far at Clemson, the portal. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's today, man. Like you either get on board or get out. You have to. And yeah, you have to. I mean, it's, you know, I hate the transfer portal. I hate it with every fiber of my being. And I hate NIL for the same reasons, at least the way that other schools are using it. Right. But you have to embrace it for all the right reasons if you want to be successful. Notre Dame, for example, has embraced both for all the right reasons, right? They're killing it in the transfer portal, and they're doing it the right way. They're doing a pretty darn good job with NIL right now, and they're doing it the right way. So there's ways to do it, but you've got, you can't just ignore it. You can't pretend like it's not there. I mean, it's in a Dr. Pepper commercial, for gosh sakes. Like You, <laughs> you have to embrace it. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. And right now, that's who Clemson is. And so I would understand Dabo being interested in this job. He he took Clemson from absolutely nowheresville and built them up into a national power, right? He could, he doesn't, he's not taking Alabama from nowheresville if he goes there. And with the uncertainty of the ACC, with with the Florida State thing and the SEC just getting stronger and strong, like, it's an easy move if you're Dabo, if that's the direction that Alabama wants to go in. At least it's an easy move to me. Yeah, I saw, where did I see it? Joe Allen. Where does Tommy Reese go now? Oh. Jumps for one year after Bama. And Indy Saylor says Reese goes to the NFL. I don't know that he's necessarily in demand in the NFL just yet. I don't Maybe think a, he is either. You know, another couple years if, he, if they had some more success. Now, I will say, because again, not impressed with Jalen Milrow. And when you look at where the season started with Milrow finally becoming the quarterback and the fact that that team with him as the quarterback was able to get to the playoff, you know, you can knock 
Reese for some strategy and some play calling and difference, you know, like just like we did <laughs> when right. he was here. But to move that offense with that quarterback, I do think you have to give him that. But I just, I just, I don't think that he is in NFL demand. I don't just think yet. so either. I think he's, I think he's got a, a you know, a few more Not years at a big time program. And that's yeah. going to be a big, you know, what will happen to Tommy Reese? I mean, and everybody's saying it in the chat, right? I think the, the obvious landing spot right now is LSU. They have an opening. He, they True. wanted him for that job. When, when BK left Notre Dame, he wanted Tommy Reese to follow him. You know, is there sour grapes there because he stayed at Notre Dame? Could be. I mean, there's definitely a possibility, but I think that's the most obvious. But when you need a job, spot. like, you know, some of that stuff can go away pretty quickly. Oh, 100%. Right? And, and Brian Kelly needs an offensive coordinator with some experience. And, and right now, Tommy Reese fills that void. And it's also somebody that he knows and can keep his thumb where he wants it to be and all of those different things. Right. So that's the obvious landing spot. Look. Tommy Reese is going to get a job someplace. I think that's more likely than the NFL. Right? Oh, I do. Oh, even, and even that, yeah. like, you know, again, it it makes sense because BK does need an offensive coordinator. Tommy Reese, it right. looks like, needs a job. And, you know, they obviously work together and everything else. But how does, you know, what is that relationship sure. like after that separation a couple of years ago when Tommy decided to stay here and, Maybe things were said in the heat of the moment, you know, like, are those, are those patched up just yet? From what sure. I understand, there were a lot of things said in the heat of the moment. So. I, that's from what I understand as well. And so, you know, it's been two years, right? So maybe the dust has settled and, you know, whatever. And, you know, you know I don't know. Tommy's going to be employed, right? I mean, he just, he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama in the playoff. Like he's going to be employed someplace. Now, will it be as a top level power five coordinator will it be as a low level head coach I, who knows but he's gonna have a job it's just where is that going to be his i mean it's in See, flux if, right now it feels to me like unless tommy reese had to he he would never have gone the jared parker route that that you know that parker just went you know like you were talking yeah. about group of five right, right type route like he was going to be i think i think he definitely saw his path being spend at least three years at alabama and then, and then that NFL thing that's always been in the back of, yep. of everybody's mind because Saban has sent a lot of former coordinators to the NFL. I think that yep. that was the path that, that Tommy thought he was going to be on when he went to Alabama. Completely that, agree. That changes now. So. <laughs> Take a hard but, left turn. Yes. But if he does end up at LSU, then that path, I think, that trajectory potentially could still happen within a few years. Right. So. And somebody asked if Tommy would want to be under the thumb of Brian Kelly again. I mean, again – Let's let's talk paycheck. If he becomes the offensive coordinator at LSU, he's going to be well compensated as opposed to being an OC other places, right? So, you know, I, I don't know what Tommy wants. I paycheck and what other opportunities are out there. Exactly. You know, there's still plenty of openings oh, floating around that have The carousel, of course, is going to yeah. be, you know, rotating for a while. And now that you've got this massive domino with Alabama, I mean. It's going to open up. Other, yeah, other the, things are going to open yeah, up. Yeah, the well. dominoes are really going to fall. I saw Lane Kiffin to Alabama. I think that's a really interesting one oh, to me. Oh, that is interesting. I don't know. That would be. I don't know. I just feel like that could potentially be a train wreck. Man, I you feel know? like where he is, Ole yes. Miss is like the perfect spot for him because, again, like when you talk about 
expect like he is he has overperformed so far with what he's done at Ole Miss. You have one you have one bad year if you go to Alabama, especially if it's the first year and things can just get off the rails pretty quickly. And we've seen in in Lane Kiffin's past that things you know can get off the rails from time mm-hmm. to time. That's how he ended up Nick Saban's doorstep to begin with. Is his correct? Career. I so. mean, and I would hope that he's learned his lesson, but he's a He's his own man. Let's just put it that way. And so I, I wonder how the old school Alabama faithful would feel about a guy like Lane Kiffin being the head coach. I just don't mm-hmm. see that as a very good marriage. Yeah. By the way, I did see some people kind of complaining earlier, you know, like, hey, is, this isn't just going to be the Nick Saban show and and whatever else. You control the the conversation, you know. This is throw, true. This is mailbag night, so throw in whatever questions you want, whether it's about, you know, Nick Saban, Tommy Reese, Bryant, whatever hey. it happens to be, you know, Notre Dame, obviously. <laughs> throw your questions in. This is IB Nation Sports Talk, man, and the biggest sports story of the day is Nick Saban is retiring. Yeah. It's going to get talked about. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tommy says one guy, Sean. Just one. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I thought I saw a couple. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, Tom. man. You like... could be right. You could be right. You know how it is. It's it's it, it only takes one negative comment yes, yes, to derail does. the 20 positive comments. Like it's, you know, you know how that goes. Oh, so, do I ever. Speaking of Tommy Guns, he brought some heat tonight. Would Tennessee, I'm assuming he means the Titans, be a good fit for mm. Golden in either role, head coach or defensive coordinator? I mean... I think Al Golden would be a good defensive coordinator wherever he went, to be honest with you. And could that be at a place like Tennessee? Yeah, it could be. Um, I I don't head coach though. I don't know. I I don't know that I see that jump. I really don't. I think if he was going to be a head coach, it would be in college, but if he's going back to the NFL, it's going to be as a defensive coordinator. That's, that's what I think it's good. I don't, I don't think that he is like into like typically because one there are so few college coaches who are able to seamlessly make the transition from college yeah. to the NFL, because even though they're the same sports, they're different games and there are different things at play. Now, Golden obviously has the NFL background because of the time sure. you know that he spent with Detroit in, in Cincinnati. But at the same time, he was a position coach. He's just a linebackers point. coach. Yeah, like he's exactly. never been a coordinator. He wasn't a coordinator even yeah. at that level. That's a big jump, man. And That's it's been so long jump. since he's been a head coach even in college. I just feel like you know the, the stuff that he is running is NFL-type stuff, and I can see him being in demand. Now, you know, like – whether Tennessee is a good fit for him as a coordinator, I mean, you got to hire the head coach first, and that's really where yeah. the fit starts to come along is who your head coach is going to be because he's going to be the one, you know, who's going to be in charge of of making that hire. I just I don't I don't see him right now as yeah. as NFL head coach. If he's going to be a head coach, I I think it would be in right. the college route. And I, so. and I think yeah, I think it would be as a DC, and that's all well and good. I'm curious to do some research on what an NFL defensive coordinator makes versus what we think Al Golden is making at Notre Dame. I don't know that there would be that big of a difference if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, the money has been getting better in college. Specifically at Notre Dame. They, they've they right. been paying guys. I mean, look, they, they just made Mike Denbrock the highest or one of the highest offensive coordinators in the game, right? And you would think 
Al Golden would be like, hey, this guy right here, you know, one of the best defenses in the country, don't forget to pay me. And we know that they're talking extension and all this other stuff. So I feel like Al Golden is well compensated at Notre Dame as well. So I, I just wonder what that difference would be, you know, from NFL to college from a coordinator standpoint at Notre Dame. Right. And I was trying to do some quick searching here and see if I could, you know, give you an example. But uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go to something else in the meantime, and then maybe we can come back to this so I don't spend a whole lot of time kind of bogging things down <laughs> with that. Um, how about Rod, Rod Hurd? Big news, him today. We've been kind of yeah. waiting to see if he was going to uh, – transfer and he's going to transfer from Northwestern to Notre Dame and Salty wants to know how will he be used is this bad for Jaden Mickey uh no I think it's bad for whoever the like a Don Schuler. I think that's who it's bad for because you know based on everything that I've seen and you know reading what Brian put out uh he's he's being recruited as a safety he's not being recruited as a nickel he played nickel really? I thought he was more nickel material so well, based on what I read from Brian that's what I'm going to go off of. I will cite my source. Uh, he said he's being recruited as a safety, not as a nickel. He played a lot of zone as a nickel at Northwestern, which was okay. That's not really what Notre Dame does. And he was subpar in man-to-man. And so he's been specifically recruited at Notre Dame to play safety. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's coming in to be a nickel. Interesting. All right. Let me see. Let me go back and look at something. I want to make sure that we're on the same page with this. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I think there's going to be a, you know, like, I think this spring is going to be interesting to see if he's at least in the mix there at nickel sure. or what they're thinking about him between him and Mickey and uh, Jordan Clark. I think Clark, Arizona State. I like, think Clark has Clark a better, and Mickey. I think would be yes. the two primary guys battling. But again, Bingo. like would would Hurd kind of end up, you know, like at least in the spring, be in this mix, you know, to see what kind of competition they can get out of it. But they obviously need some help at safety. You know, now yeah. like they brought Carter in last year, and they thought that he was going to give him some help at safety, but that didn't necessarily work out that way. But at least Hurd. You know, comes from a higher level one. He comes from a Power Five com- conference, obviously, and he's played at a higher level, even you know, than Antonio Carter did before he came here. So, yep, yep. absolutely. It's it's funny that all the different people that people are saying are going to Alabama. Like, if you're Kirby, if you're Kirby Smart, are you leaving Georgia? I mean, what's the benefit? Right. Yeah, what, what's that, that's a lateral, if not a step down. He's right basically now. built his program to look exactly what yeah. you know Alabama's look like, and he's that's... lost two games in the last three years and won right. two national championships where he is. That, you know, I mean, he yeah. he obviously knows what the resources are like. So if he thinks that you know that there would be some benefit for him going to Alabama instead of continuing along at Georgia, okay, maybe. But it, it just just looking it. at it from the outside, there doesn't yeah. seem to be any need for Kirby Smart to go to yeah. Alabama. Like he's already built, you know, his yep. his model of what Saban was doing there. And I would actually use a lot of the same argument for Sarkeesian at Texas. I don't know that that's the I don't know that that's the big step up that people are making it out to be. Well, 
I would Texas has a ton of resources. And like, I'm saying Texas going into the SEC, I don't think it gives him any, you know, more leg. And again, he's been at Alabama already as well. So he knows like sure. if, if he, you know, if he thinks that there is some benefit, then he could take it. But you're at Texas where, yeah. you know, again, the resources there are virtually unlimited. If I'm Sarkeesian and now I'm going into the SEC and there's not going to be Nick Saban there, you know, one, they already just beat Nick Saban, you know, in Tuscaloosa this year, but Nick Saban is gone now. I would, I would be feeling pretty good about taking Texas into the SEC coming off the program's first playoff appearance. And now I don't have to deal with Saban. You know, that's one more big dog down and I'm feeling pretty good about myself and he's already recruited the heck out of it at Texas. I don't think there's any reason for him to, you know, feel like he would need to go there. Those two coaches in particular, I don't think this is Vince talking. I don't think they look at Alabama as a huge step up and both of those institutions can also pay him what pay them, whatever they would get paid at Alabama as well. They could now they could use the, the rumor mill and everything else to their benefit and maybe get a raise out of the deal. And that would be fine. But I just don't see, again, I could be very wrong about this. Maybe they're just licking their chops wanting to go back to Alabama, but from the outside looking in, I don't see that as a big step up. I just don't. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's your X factor <laughs> looming around out there, Urban Meyer. It, it'll be very interesting if we ever actually know who Alabama starts to target. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to, to sift through the wastewater and the actual truth, you know, of, of who Alabama has on their quote unquote short list. Like I've seen in our chat, well, Marcus Freeman's on the short list. No, he's not. So, like, you got to sift through the wastewater to find the truth, you know? And I, I'm interested to see who they go after. I really am. Oh, I am too. I am too. I mean, I think some of the people, some of these names that have been mentioned, you know, will, will definitely, you know, end up being candidates, but I'm curious to see who it ends up being as well. I think that, Especially, you know, again, like when when you look at some of those names that I mentioned before, whether it's DuBose or Shula or, you know, Francione, like I think that we're in a place where college football is now where there are a lot more, you know, viable guys to potentially take that job now. Right. Than there were 15 years ago when Saban took it over. Andy Saylor makes a good point. They did get Saban from the NFL. So you can't 
rule out an NFL person coming over from to Alabama. I mean, you can't rule that out, whoever that might be. Obviously, there's all the dominoes that are falling at the NFL level as well right now. So the coaching carousel is riveting, folks, and it just got that much more interesting with this whole news. <laughs> I mean, there are seven NFL vacancies right now. And now when you throw this, the you know, if not the, it's one of the, you're like, because of the stature of who it is in the, you know, in the, in the, in the program and everything else, it's like right now it is the premier opening in college football with Saban leaving and, and Salty wants to know multiple choice, Saban retiring on account of A, age, B, recent changes in college football, C, career goal satisfaction, D, Tommy Reese. <laughs> I, I would say there's a percentage that would qualify for all four of these. Uh-huh. Obviously the lowest being Tommy Reese because Nick Saban would just jettison an assistant coach and bring in somebody else. And that he's done it a bajillion times. Very true. Um, and I would, did, I would, I would look what he did, to, you know, what we were talking right. about with Kiffin before the playoffs right. started. Exactly. <laughs> so like that has never been a problem for Nick Saban. And it's one of the reasons that he's as good as he is because he knows when something's going bad and he gets rid of the problem. Okay. So I would put the most of my money on B to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, and then followed closely by C and then A. So what did you say? B and then I said C, and B, then C, A. a and I B, guess C, you, could throw, I I guess you could throw that. D at the end, but yeah. 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 Let's just call it how it is, baby. Let's just, let's just call it how it is. There's a guy that's living in Seattle right now that's unemployed. He's got some national titles under his belt. He's going to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Carroll, next Alabama coach. There you go. Put it on. There you go. Throw that dart at the wall. Because <laughs> that's what everybody else is doing. They're just picking names out of the blue. It's literally like, all it is. And so maybe and one of them, buyout is yeah, this. Maybe one of them sticks. Okay. There's no buyout for Pete Carroll. He's a free agent, baby. John B says, I'm hoping this throttles the Bama dominance <laughs> for a few years and let some other programs. I, I think that it will. You know, again, yeah. like when you look at the history of Alabama, this wasn't just like Nick Saban came in and, you know, kept the train running at Alabama. It was down before he got yes. there. That's why he got the job. And that's why they were willing to go to an NFL coach who wasn't having success in the NFL. And they were willing you know, to to make that move because they saw what he did at LSU, obviously, but they got him back. You know, but again, he had 16 consecutive wins with double digit, you know, 16 consecutive seasons with double digit wins. They had to go from 1972 to 2005 to get a total of 16 double digit win seasons yep. before Saban showed up. So, you know, there were some, you know, Stallings won his national championship again in the nineties and they had, you know, a nice season here or there, but it was, it was never like what Nick Saban turned it into. And I think it's right. going to be right. really hard for who, you know, no matter who gets it, unless it is a guy like Kirby smart, for example, sure. Like, I think it's going to be hard to, to keep doing what he's mm-hmm. doing. And, you know, the first goal that they've got is, you know, they better get their collectives in order and try to make sure that they keep everybody. You know, from jumping into the portal when the spring portal opens up 
at this rate. You know, and that's another thing. Now they got to get a head coach and get him in, you know, place yeah. before the spring begins. And they start a little bit sooner down there, I believe, yep. in Alabama. And I I would say, yeah, I would I would say they're gonna have to really be careful of the exodus, uh, you know, from the roster. That's gonna be very, very difficult. They're gonna have to move quickly here to try to keep that roster in place. Now, they're lucky that the portal doesn't open until after spring ball for Alabama, mm-hmm. right? They, they are right. lucky in that case that the portal has closed and guys can't go into it at the moment. Now, I still think you're going to see people leaving, whatever that looks like. Uh, but I also think Alabama, their trajectory was not in, it, it was not here. It was not going up, right? I do feel like it had leveled out to a degree, if not started to decline just slightly. Yeah, they made the playoff this year, though. So, like, a decline for Alabama is not a decline, like, for everybody else, right? But I do feel like they were not headed in the same trajectory that they had been headed over the last, you know, two decades, right? And so it, it is going to be – oh, Guinea Pig Clips makes a really good point, and he na- – Nope, he- I was just – stop. <laughs> There. <laughs> says Vince, the portal opens for 30 days after a coaching change. You're 100% right. I completely forgot about that. I think you're going to see guys hitting the portal hard. I do. I, I do think that. And this is a really good point. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, and some other people are chiming in uh, the same way. You're absolutely right. They are. It's, this is called damage control now at this point. They are going to have to do a very good job of damage control right now just to keep everything together for whatever coach takes over. Yeah. And I also think this is, this is just me spitballing at this point, but I also feel like, you know, people are saying, you know, why would they even choose Marcus Freeman? He's a great recruiter. He's not a great head coach yet. I'm not disagreeing with that premise. I'm not, but I think the top echelon coaches that people are throwing out there, Kirby smart, Sarkeesian, you know, et cetera, they're not coming. I don't think. And so you're going to have to lower the expectation a little bit about who you want to get right. if you're Alabama. And you so now you start looking at who are the up-and-comers? Who are the guys that bust their butts on the recruiting trail and you know get quality coaches and do all these different things, right? Then you start talking about people like Marcus Freeman. Now, I'm not saying he's a candidate, but I'm saying his profile, I think, would be very appealing to a place like Alabama. Because he's a guy you could bring in who would keep that roster together. He would bring in quality coaches, you know, that kind of a thing. Again, I don't think he's a candidate, but I think that's a very similar profile that they should be looking for. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Not at all. All kinds of stuff bouncing around. This is unbelievable. This is crazy. DK, should Saban have retired after the 2020 championship or was losing three years of his life for $30 million to his grandkids? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean he's, he's obviously set up for generations of the Saban household. You know, I mean, I, there is something to be said for that, for sure. And look, there's probably a part of him, a good part of him, that enjoys coaching. He wasn't done yet. And you can, you can speak from, from experience. Saban's- I can speak from experience. You You have that bug or you don't. And if you right. still have that coaching bug, man, you still coach. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And yeah. apparently he doesn't. And like he he just, you know, like I remember after they won that first national championship, for, for some reason, it's still kind of ingrained in my head when he stood up there, like 
he wasn't like grinning and smiling ear to ear. He had the look on his face like he was already thinking about next year, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's always really been Nick Saban, you know, like, like you've never really seen him get crazy and, you know, really seem like he's, you know, living in, in and enjoying that moment. It, it was just like, he is a football coach and he's always been a football coach. And it just seemed like that's all Nick Saban would ever do. And that's really, you know, so much a, a part of his life, but, Obviously, right. at you know, for for whatever reason, and I'll be really curious to see what he says. Surely he's going to do a press conference here within the next couple of days. You know what kind of things he says that led to his decision sure. to step away. Vince is going to be stepping away here in a minute, so we bring in <laughs> bring in this guy. Hello, so the Jesse Steyer on Jesse Styers to Alabama. That's what's happening. Oh, <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs> I got a big buyout. This is true. What's Prime's buyout? Sloppy Joe says. <laughs> that's a that's a good question. I mean, if I'm if I'm Norvell and I've got the opportunity, like if my name, you know, gets connected to Alabama, I would I mean, that seems like seems like an easy jump for Mike Norvell, doesn't it? Oh, I think that's a great jump with all the crap that they're having to deal with and he could be like, look, apparently I can't make it to the final four at Florida State, and uh, you can at Alabama. Yeah. Why Why would you not? Like, for him, I would take that job. Like, that's a job I would actually take, not just use it for leverage. Like, and, I'd be gone. And, and then would Florida State want their native <laughs> son back after his one weird year at Colorado? Hmm. I think that's the only place that Dion would leave for at this point. I do. I think he's invested in Colorado. I do. He says all the right things, obviously. Yeah. But he would yeah. leave Colorado for Florida State. That's what if, I'm saying. If Norvell is gone and he has the opportunity. If Florida State called him tomorrow, Dion yeah. would be on that plane. It would, oh, I agree. Have his son down there as a quarterback with his old number and yeah. everything. Like, come on. How could you as a as a father, how could you not? Like, I would love to take my kids to my alma mater if I was him and have them play for the same team that I played for, wear my jersey number. Like, come on. That would be, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Again, the dominoes, baby. They're all falling. The dominoes are falling. Yes. Well, Vince, do you need to get going? I guess. I kind of want to stick around. but uh... <laughs> I have a feeling you would get in trouble. If that oh, I'm already missing the actual concert on Friday because I'm going to be in Florida. And this is like the preview concert. It's like a dress rehearsal. So if I miss it tonight, I'm really in trouble. So I got to go. Yeah. All right. Unfortunate news. Enjoy. Vince. Yeah, I know. You guys have a good time. Thanks for hanging with me. And uh, enjoy like the craziest college football news day of yeah. the year without me. Appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Bye, Vince. Uh, Andre says those were regular season wins, right? Are we talking about the, the wins I was referring to with Nick Saban? Because, I mean, like, bowl wins count, you know, and, and playoff wins count for overall win totals. So, like, Saban's double-digit win totals, those, were, those are bowl wins included because... Just like with Marcus Freeman and Brian Kelly before him, the bowl victories count for your record for the season. So if that's what you're talking about, Andre, then yes, like all, they're not just regular season wins. They are all wins. 
Thank you.